0: Welcome back to Calling All Sports. This portion of the show is brought to you by Sanford Health, Rosenbauer, Vance Thompson Vision, Dakota Bank, Hague Realtors, and Comfort King. And hey, welcome back to the show. I'm Mark Ovenden. Again, uh, glad to be back in the saddle. Thanks so much to Mike for uh, filling in for me while I was sidelined. I'm, uh, I'm still kind of on the IL. <laughs> no TV for a while. But uh, I can do this, and I'm really happy to be here. This is our 13th anniversary. Today. it's the start of the 14th year of calling all sports and mike and i will kind of dive back into the origin of the show on friday when we just take a we'll get reflective and that'll be fun uh, and neil you've been part of the show for many many years do you remember the first time you came on
1: well i don't it, it was a number of years ago though you know during the football season you would invite me down two three times to comment on different things that were going on it was always fun um visiting and providing my perspective on something I know just at least a little bit about. So, um, so it's been fun, but it goes, I don't know exactly, but it goes back a number of years.
0: Yeah. Well, the ratings have always spiked when you've been here. <laughs> your are well, your mother
1: likes it when I'm here. I
0: appreciate that. That's yeah, often Mrs.
1: Ovenden. Yes.
0: <laughs> yep. And Nana's Nana's, uh, she's doing good. She's doing, she's doing really good. I'm per, I'm pretty sure she's probably listening to the show right, right. now too. So, uh, she's got a big milestone coming up in September. She turns a hundred on September 27th. So My goodness. I'm excited about that. Yes.
1: That, what a milestone that is. And and you've mentioned she still is very vibrant and, and, and productive and, and loving life. So good yep. for her.
0: Absolutely. All right. So I'm curious. You were going to go to the draft uh, that, but well, you did not get a chance to go. Were you disappointed not to be there?
1: I was, I I think I've mentioned a few times, I was in Las Vegas last year for the draft. First time I had attended the draft in person, watched it on TV before, but, and my wife and I just had a great time. There were a million people in Las Vegas just for the draft, and it was just crazy. I, I didn't understand all the hoopla that goes on surrounding the draft, and, and we just had a great time. So we had planned to go to Kansas City this year because it was so accessible, we could just drive down there. So we had planned, I had a hotel room, we were all set to go, and then the, the week leading up to the draft, we had a couple of things. We had a funeral and, and we had two or three graduations and, and it just, it just didn't work out. It just wasn't viable. So we did not go. So I ended up watching it on TV.
0: So I know we talked about this last year, but what made Vegas, I mean, Vegas is Vegas. Okay. I mean, Vegas is just a different animal from anywhere else you could ever have something like this. But with that many people, to me, that's too many people, but it sounds like you really had a good time when you were there.
1: Well, yeah yeah and I think you know the the appeal of Vegas is all the peripheral things that people can do. They come for a weekend you know they come on a you know a tuesday wednesday uh leading up to the Thursday first round of the draft, and there's so many things they can do in terms of shows and gambling and 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 the weather is nice uh this time of the year there so um and and you know the the n f l has all these um NFL experience type of things surrounding the draft. So they bring their families, and the young kids have different events and things they can do at the NFL experience uh, type events. Um, so it, it, it was just a great venue for it. And, and and Kansas City, I think they said they had about 300,000 people there, which for Kansas City, you know, the population is only five six 600,000. So yeah, that's, that's a, a lot, lot of people. But it wasn't anywhere near the million people in Las Vegas. So and I think part of that it was just – the city, Kansas City, is a great city and lots of things to do, but not quite the same type of perspective that Las Vegas brings to the table.
0: Now, how many of your former teammates would you have run into had you gone down to Kansas City? Well, you know, the NFL has a couple
1: parties, the, 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 the Thursday, Friday of the draft weekend. So uh, the, the NFL alumni get to get together and, and have a little fun and, and food and and. Uh, and some some liquids and stuff. So, uh, but there would have been a number of, of pl- a lot of players did go, and of course, it's been a long time since I played. So there would have been people alumni over the last you know thirty to forty years. So there'd be probably be eight, ten, twelve players that I would know from my era, and then a lot of the younger players, still alumni but younger than me, would have been there. But it's a great it's a great way to see the alumni and visit about things that are going on. Uh, I, I, I may have mentioned before, you know, I go to a lot of NFL alumni golf tournaments and after the tournaments, we would get together and have a beer and talk about the old days, the wins and the losses and the, 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 the big plays. Now, when we get together for a beer, we talk about who's had <laughs> knee replacements, who's, who's got dementia, who's, who's in a nursing home. Uh, so the perspective Uh, The conversation perspective changes, but it's nice to get together with some of the younger guys to hear what they're doing from a vocation perspective, from an education perspective, from a health perspective. So it's really fun to to mix with the old guys and the younger alumni.
0: So where do you see the most former players at the Super Bowl or at the draft? No, the Super Bowl.
1: Definitely. The Super Bowl is a big attraction. We would see two to three times as many alumni at the Super Bowl than we would the draft. Uh, you know, and last year in in Vegas, again, just because the attraction of Vegas, uh, the, the, that, that attracts a lot of guys, again, just because there's so many things to do, where uh, Kansas City might not attract quite as many people because, again, the, not as many peripheral things to do.
0: So the draft used to be in New York all the time. Do you like the fact that they're now moving it around? I, I do. I, I think that makes sense to give
1: the different cities, uh, the teams, the different teams, the different fans, the, the chance to see the draft firsthand and the economic impact that it brings to the various cities is huge. You know, if you have 300,000 people or a million people in your city, that's a huge economic impact for a long weekend. Um, and And the different cities get to showcase their the strong points of their cities, so I think it 's a great idea to move it around. We were just talking before the show about the fact I think next year the draft is in detroit uh, and and i 'm not sure in terms of that venue what you know the appeal that that has it 's going to be interesting to see in terms of uh, attracting fans from across the country to detroit well it'll be interesting to see. How big of a, a crowd they get for the draft next year?
0: Yeah, uh, maybe Michael go. He's a big Lions fan. Uh, it, it's it's interesting to see. I wonder how they pick Detroit in the first place. Is it is it a bidding thing or cities? That, that's a good question. I'm not sure either. You know, with the Super Bowl now, they
1: they one of the one of the uh, qualifications they use is if you have a new stadium you're you're in line for the super bowl because they want to showcase the new stadiums but of course detroit i don't think has a new stadium hasn't recently had a new stadium so that would not be part of the attraction so i'm not sure if it's a bidding type of situation or it's a, a lottery type of situation but i think probably most of the nfl cities would be on the list eventually to get the draft
0: all right so the vikings pick they didn't get many picks actually they didn't they didn't draft that many guys. The Patriots had 12, which is crazy. They usually end up with, even if they have 12 going in, they usually trade like seven of them away to, to move around. Uh, so to get only six guys is a little surprising. When they took Jordan Addison, what was your first, what was your first well, response when they picked a wide receiver? Cause there were a lot of good wide receivers available, by the way. Yeah. He was right in the middle of a run of about three or four really good ones. You know and I think he's an
1: excellent prospect he's a big play guy, so he can really bring that perspective to the to the viking offensive arsenal again i was I was really. Thinking that they would go for that QB, so I was a little—I shouldn't say disappointed—as um, soon as I realized or saw that they weren't taking a QB, at, you know, the rationale came to the forefront, and I realized that yes, they—they they need some help at receiver too to help Jefferson out, out and take over the the Adam Thielen situation or position. So, so it was—it was explainable. It was certainly a viable and rational uh, choice. You know, uh, the other thing, I, or just to real quickly revisit the Kirk Cousins quarterback situation, they did pick uh, that Jaron Hall in the fifth round for right. the BYU. And again, the pundits are saying, I don't know much about him, but the pundits are saying he's got a strong arm, a big physical guy. Uh He has, at least on paper, the potential to be an NFL quarterback, although... Chad and I talked about this last week too. Again, once, once you get past about the third or fourth round, the probabilities of making it in the NFL go way down. Not that they can't and that they haven't. Brady was, I think, a number four, um, draft choice. Six. Well, was he sixth. Sixth round. Okay. okay. So certainly those things happen. But when you talk about the probabilities, there's a lot of fourth and fifth round draft choices that never make it. So again, having been, uh, this Hall kid uh, having been drafted in the fifth round, you know the the probabilities of him making it are so-so i mean but but maybe maybe uh, he does have the physical capabilities and talents to to be a understudy to cousins for a year or so and then and then step in there we'll see
0: well i would say the the chances of any quarterback being drafted and making the roster at least as maybe a number 3 quarterback for the vikings are much higher because of the fact that they know that cousins might be gone in a year and it's a chance for him to be an understudy and learn from you know, a seasoned veteran like cousins.
1: And as I understand it, uh, this Hall uh, ran virtually the same offense that the Vikings use at BYU. So he should be able to step in and be reasonably comfortable with the offense. Uh, the learning curve might be reduced a great deal because of his college experience. And, and that certainly will help him, uh, uh improve and maybe move up, move up the depth chart.
0: Ironically, they took two guys from USC, two guys from LSU then took Hall, then took a running back from UAB, Dwayne McBride. Uh it it you know, running backs, it's kind of funny. You can get a sixth round running back or a seventh round running back as the Chiefs did from Rutgers last year, who turned out to be a stud. Uh you can get a running back late in the in the draft who can turn out to be uh, a a four or five year starter for your team. More it seems like more in that position than any other position because running backs Careers aren't as long. They're kind of expendable. There are some teams that won't, that just won't draft a running back in the first round. I was surprised the Lions went as high as they did, uh, to pick the running back 12th overall, I think, really surprised me because normally teams don't do that, that high. The kid from Texas seems like he's pretty special, but then the Atlanta Falcons picked him and they've already got a pretty good running back. You know, and, and running
1: backs, um, uh, the 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 place that the running backs play in most NFL offenses now is not as important. I mean, they they don't play as important a as role as they did five six seven years ago. So so teams are drafting for other positions, other needs ahead of the running backs, and that's why I think a number of good running backs get pushed back to that third fourth fifth round because they're good players, great talented players, but. They the teams don't need them as much as they need some of these other positions. So teams are still able to pick up a, a very good, talented, viable running back in that third or fourth round, as we've seen happen.
0: Well, what's it like for for a an undrafted free agent in camp? We've seen some great stories with C.J. Ham, of course, with Adam Thielen with the Vikings. And I'm just you know I'm just talking about the Vikings, but the Patriots have had an undrafted free agent make the team 19 straight years. That uh, that somebody that didn't get drafted made the team. What's it like for someone like that to be in camp, knowing that eh, the odds aren't very good, but you never know. Well, yeah, and that always amazes
1: me because you know the NFL scrutinizes those college players so heavily now. Back in my day, there wasn't really any scrutinization other than watching game film. Now. You know, they have a combine and they have interviews and they go to draft day at the various colleges. So they, they really know just about everything about the players. So to have, have an undrafted rookie make the team, in other words, buck the odds, um, of, 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 of all of the scrutiny and all of the oversight that goes on in the NFL, I, I think that's amazing. But you're right. Every year there are a handful of players that not only, undrafted free agents make teams but become good viable players sometimes star players i always think that's pretty amazing
0: by the way the nfl draft is on a bid system oh. thanks to michael for the uh for the message on that it makes sense that it would be um otherwise why would you pick detroit <laughs> uh nothing against detroit uh but it, it you're right it just almost feels like it it's going to be the most successful when it's a vegas or a miami or in L.A. or some place that, or Arizona, some place that's a destination that people want to go, and uh, it helps that it's April. Although this year, you know, if it had been in Minneapolis, people have been like, uh, yeah. "What are you? What are you doing having it here?" And it probably would have been just the same way in Detroit.
1: You know, you're right, and I remember a few years ago uh, the Super Bowl was in Detroit, and and I think. Um, obviously, in whether it was late January, early February, not not the mecca of America no. in, in February, and um, the, of course the game was inside. It was a dome stadium, Pontiac Stadium, um, but I, I don't think they had a very good turnout in terms of again part of the fun of the Super Bowl are a lot of the peripheral things that are going on around the stadium and different NFL events and parties and things like that, which does not happen in a cold weather climate. So, so again, I think the Super Bowl experience in Detroit was a little disappointing. Minneapolis had it a couple of years ago, and I think it was better there, although it still was not the same as a warm weather climate. Oh my so, gosh,
0: it was cold out yeah, there for yeah. the tailgating and stuff. Yeah, so, so I
1: think, uh, you know, from a draft perspective, even though it's in April, you still have that potential of having some kind of bad inclement weather, and that kind of w- ruins the, the fan experience.
0: All right, so what team impressed you the most with what they did? Well, I think Philadelphia,
1: I mean, I think you mentioned earlier that not only, um, you know, I think last year their draft came under some scrutiny. They, they, the again, the pundits did not feel they had a very good draft, but the people they drafted really helped and contributed to the team. And I think again, this year they have, they have helped themselves tremendously. I think they've, um, um, improved their situation and, and obviously are going to be contenders again.
0: And they have taken a fair number of Georgia Bulldogs the last couple of years. It's kind of funny to see how many they've got on their roster and that's not a bad recipe for success to take yeah. guys off national championship teams
1: you're absolutely right yeah i mean obviously these guys are talented if they're contributing to a national champion and and just to note my my bad, the steelers this year took i think three or four badgers and they already have a couple you know t- the the watt brothers are already with them so they've got the the, the steelers have kind of been badger orientated over the last few years
0: well they didn't they take joey porter jr yeah, yeah exactly yes um so when a kid like that grows up in a football family, how much of an advantage does that give him over all of his buddies
1: well you know I, I I think a young man a young boy, a young man, when he sees his father succeeding in football and sees the hard work that his father puts in to be a success i mean I think that's kind of contagious i mean i know I know young Boy, young men, boys, you know their fathers are physicians, and they want to be physicians because again they see their father being successful and how hard he works and the quality of life he has because he works hard. And I think a lot of these young guys whose fathers are professional athletes see that and they aspire to be like their fathers, and it makes them work hard. It gives them motivation to work hard, uh, and 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 it gives them an edge, kind of, or a perspective that a lot of their friends don't have. And, and many times they outwork and out hustle and out, outdo their peers and thus they become successful because of that beginning that they had with their fathers.
0: Were you excited, being a Steeler fan, that they picked Porter?
1: I was, yes, very much so. You know, uh, Joey Porter was a great athlete, great contributor to the Steelers success and, and I think his son has a great, uh, uh, has a great resume and I think will be a great contributor to the Steelers.
0: Yeah. Well, who was, who was the pick? And then we'll take a break. Who was the pick that excited you the most?
1: Um, well, you know, I I, being kind of a Big Ten guy, C.J. Stroud, I I followed him a great second pick from Houston, I think it was. Yep. And there was some um, speculation as to whether he'd be number one or number two. And I've because of the Big Ten, and I've been watching Ohio State with great interest over the last couple years, especially. So I've watched him intently. uh over the last few years and and i just think he's a great talent a great success and and it's not like he was a surprise he was projected to go one or two so it's not a surprise but but i just think he's in a good position i like where he went i think he's going to help houston right away and i think he's going to be a great contributor and i think he's
0: probably gonna have a long successful pro career yep and then you know bryce young goes to carolina with the first pick so kind of a toss-up between those two guys all right we'll come back and wrap up today's anniversary show right after this
1: advanced thompson vision we change lives by creating vision every day everybody used to laugh at me if i didn't have four pair of glasses on my hat i would have broken ones in my purse i struggled I had cataract and lasik surgery done. From when you walk in, the greeting to the receptionist, to each person that works with you, it's just over the top wonderful. I'm so thankful every day. one zero one three,
0: or go to slash fleet. No one has a handbook for what we're living through today, which is why the experience you have access to makes all the difference in how you make it to tomorrow. For decades, Dakota Bank has worked with ag producers through industry, economic and regional changes. We're committed to agriculture. We're committed to the producers and families that make our communities great. Go with commitment, experience, and integrity. Dakota Bank, banking, insurance, mortgage, and trust. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. Insurance and trust, not FDIC insured.
1: Orthopedic pain shouldn't disrupt every part of your life.
0: Are you looking for a fun, rewarding place to work? At Arby's, they've had plenty of people make it into a fulfilling career, like Denise Hone, who started over 30 years ago. It's not just a job for me. It's a family environment where I've always enjoyed coming to work every day with a smile. There are great opportunities for advancement, and we would love for you to become part of our team. Find out more about working at your favorite Arby's. Apply now by texting BigBeef to 8500. You hear me talking about great life every day, Welcome back to Calling All Sports. This portion of the show is brought to you by Corey Insurance, Dakota Beverage, Billion Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram, Hucett Speedway, the South Dakota Golf Association, and Corey and the Fireflies. And welcome back to the final portion of today's show, Calling All Sports, heard on 15 stations in three states. I'm Mark Ovenett, along with Neil Graff. It's our 13th anniversary today, and uh, thanks to all of you for allowing us to do this for all these years. I'm looking forward to it for many, many more years to come. And uh, actually on Friday, Mike will join me and we'll kind of reminisce a little bit about the show and how it got its start and some of our favorite um, guests over the years, all that type of thing. So that'll be a lot of fun. Now, Neil, this weekend is uh, is Howard Wood Dakota Relays. We talked about that a little bit with Chad. Um, and, and you were talking during the break about how the Drake Relays or Howard Wood Dakota Relays, how much fun it is just to go out. And watch. I don't think if you've never been to that event or even the state track meet for that matter, it's the same way as far as I'm concerned. Although state track meet is kind of cool because it's team scores and you know, you're trying to win team titles. But in terms of just watching raw athletic talent on display, there's nothing quite like it. You're right. I,
1: I mentioned to you, I've been to the Drake realize just one time and I think that's more in, in April. Um, but i 've been to the Howard wood relays a number of times in may and and there 's nothing more fun than it's especially on a nice sunny day in may, one of the first sunny days to to sit in the stands and and uh, just kick back a little bit and watch as you said, a lot of great talent out there and spend an afternoon or two just just watching and and seeing the 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 young men and women that are excelling out there. That's really fun. And I've been to the uh Howard Wood Relays when the weather hasn't been so good because <laughs> in May you never know. We all have. Um but but it certainly is a lot more fun when it's seventy, seventy five and the sun is shining.
0: Yeah. Yeah. There's been sleet, there's been snow, there's been thunderstorms, lightning storms, you name it. Uh it's actually kinda rare if the weather is nice for the Howard Wood Dakota Relays. Uh Randall Cobb signed with the Jets today. You've got to be shocked by that.
1: <laughs> I'm sure Aaron Rodgers has something to say about that. You know, I mentioned to you that the that the Jets did not uh, draft really any offensive weapons to help Aaron Rodgers. I thought they might. I think they drafted mainly defense, which again I think they needed some help there. Well, no, but, they already had a phenomenal Well, well defense. they 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 did, but they had two or three holes that to okay. make it even to make it even better. So I think that's what they filled the first round or two were a couple holes on defense, but um I'm sure Rogers has some input as to some people that he would like to attract there, people that he has confidence in, and he always already has some rapport with, and kind of knows, you know, the very the various intricacies of of how they run routes and so forth.
0: Do you think he'll do well, well, well? No, we don't have time to get into it. All right, we'll do okay. that next week. Okay. I was going to ask if you thought he'd do well as a Jet with uh, with all the you know all the changes, but he's got Lazard, he's got Cobb. There's going to be a lot of familiarity, that's yeah. for sure. Neil, thanks for doing this. Always great to have you on every Wednesday. There's no question. Uh, it, the show is just all that much better to have you as part of it. Thank you. Good to have you back. Thank you. Great to be back. Uh, if <laughs> I I contacted Joe James yesterday at Arby's about something, he goes, "Hey, if you need us to deliver, let, let me know." How cool is Remember. that? It's like, I don't know if they do that on a regular basis, but he knows how near and dear Arby's is to me, and uh, I just thought that was pretty cool. That, and I've obviously spent a lot of time at Lewis Drug in the last few days, in particular, more so than normal. Thanks to both of those organizations for all you do for our communities. Uh, we love you both. Thanks for listening. We'll talk tomorrow. 하